welcome back to the podcast. We're glad to have you back. We woke up to a beautiful snowy day today. Um, it snowed all day yesterday, and so now today we're snowed in and we get to just be at home together. Can't wait to get out and play in it later. Making three snowmen. Oh yes, we are. One for me, one for you, and one for Magnolia. Absolutely. Yeah, so we're gonna have a lot of fun later when we go outside. Let's talk about highlights. What's a highlight of your day and what's a highlight of my day? Um, so a highlight of my day so far actually started in the middle of the night. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tell me more. So I had gotten up to feed Magnolia and I could not go back to sleep. Absolutely could not. Tossed mm. and turned, fretted about. And um, yeah, you ended up waking up and we had a really good conversation right there in the middle of the night. Yeah, it was deep. It was good stuff. It was deep. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah, so that's been a high point for me. What about you? Awesome. High point for me was just waking up this morning with all the snow, and that's kind of a nostalgic feel for me. It's, I have lots of memories doing that as a kid, just growing up, waking up, snow, snow day. Yeah, for sure. And it was just so fun. Mm -hmm. Just cozy, warm, and then you go out and you play. Absolutely, get out in it. Okay, today's topic is on words of life, words of death. What do we mean by that? Take it away. Words of life, words of death. So, as I was thinking about this topic, I looked up verses in the Bible to see what mm -hmm. I could find. And there actually is a verse in the Bible that says, the tongue has the power to make um, uh, I forget how it said it. The tongue has the power of life and death. Wow. Which is really powerful. Um, yeah, and if words have that much power, I think we do justice to look into them and see what kind of words have life, what kind of words have death. Yeah, for sure. So is that like talking, like what was that in the context? Like was that talking about like swear words and stuff like that or... Is it more than that? Often, like, when we think about controlling our tongue, we think about, you know, not cussing, not swearing, you know, as a Christian. I, I just don't say some words. I just don't go there. Um, but I think this is more talking about words that cut. Mm. Um, yeah, words that that belittle and um, really are attack against a person, your person. So, you know, example for some words of death are, you know, you don't look good in that color, or you're ugly, mm -hmm. or why would anyone be attracted to marry wow. you? Like really cutting, um, even even um simpler ones that might not be quite that bad. Like mm -hmm. oh, the food you made tasted terrible, or or, um, or maybe to like a you know a husband to a wife like. You're going out in that, or even a even a parent to a a, oh, yes. a teenager. You're like, going out in that. Like, why would you pick that outfit? Yeah, yeah. Um, but then the flip side, you know, some words of life. You know, you're beautiful. You've got what it takes. I could see you being really good at this. Mm -hmm. Um, this meal tastes amazing. Like, you're a really good cook. Um, words that just build up. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know where this came in, but sometimes there is this thought that, oh, well, I can't tell, especially a child, I cannot tell them 
I'm proud of them. I cannot tell them these good things because it'll make them proud. Mm. Do you have anything to say to that? <laughs> yeah, well, I definitely don't think that it's going to make them proud. I believe that by telling them, it's going to actually build them up. Like, it's going to build their confidence in who they are. And not telling them, and they never hearing that, and then hearing words of death is just going to break, like, their confidence level. Gotcha. Some of the reasons for, you know, speaking words of life, I mean, speaking words of death, so, I mean, they sound terrible, like, so why would we even want to speak them? I think some of it is culture some of it is mm -hmm. you know maybe family dynamics maybe church dynamics sometimes it feels more awkward to speak a word of blessing a word of life than it does to throw a little barb in that's cutting um and that's really sad that's very sad because as christians you would think that we would be all about like building up, giving life, giving wings to, you know, celebrating each other's successes. Mm, sure. Um, instead of being jealous and and demeaning, like we want to throw a barb in to kind of take their success down. Um, a person who is tempted to just spew words of death and have a lot of negative to say you know sh um shut down other people's successes and those types of things um i think that person embodies a lot of shame i think that person you know deals with insecurity um you know even out of my own shame we all have shame to some degree and when i speak words of death it often comes out of some strong dislike something i dislike strongly myself mm -hmm. and then that just spews out to other people when i think back to your point about like why is it that sometimes people a group of people find it easier to speak words of death like when you have just many people spewing words of death like you can feel that tension in the room and i think oh. it just builds a culture of shame oh yeah like it's so yeah we can be shame with one person just being but then you could also get a whole culture that's that way like when you step into that like you can so feel that mm -hmm. it's really sad because like like they don't have to be living that way yeah yeah so what's detrimental about words of death so we know that it you know might come from shame and it, it tears down um but maybe even diving a little deeper what can be so detrimental especially to a child words of death mm -hmm. so let's take a child who is like doing a craft or maybe he's he's drawing a picture and he gets done he goes shows it to someone and they're like oh that's not cool so that would be a you know words of death what does that do to him well think about it first of all he's going to start telling himself a lie about who he is i'm not a good artist mm -hmm. I'm not a, and that can translate into I'm not a good person, or I'm just not very good. Or if every time he does something creative or good, or and he's criticized for it, he's believing all these lies about himself. He's telling himself this, um, and then what happens then is then he starts making vows about those lies. I'm never drawing again, or oh. I'm, 
I'm never going to help someone else again. I just get criticized or I'm never, and it just goes on and on. And those are, those may seem small, but they actually turn into huge things that stay with people okay. in their adult li lives. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if, if a parent is saying, well, I'll, you know, I'll give you piano lessons, but that's going to really put a wrench in my schedule. Well, the child's going to start believing a lie that, well, my mom and dad would have a better life without me. Hmm. And then they're going to vow to be like, I'm going to do all I can to stay out of their way. Or maybe it's going to vow into something in their adulthood of like, I'm not treating my kids that way. And sometimes, even though that seems positive, mm -hmm. they'll turn around and, and actually be so focused on that that they'll end up doing the same things their parents did. Yeah. And then you start having these cycles. Mm hmm. Do you think that's where addictions could come from and like workahol workaholic people? <laughs> um, like I'm going to prove that I can make money. I'm going to prove that I'm going to be the best, you know, mechanic in the area. Mm -hmm. Do you think addictions can come from those vows? I do think so. So that's kind of a two part there. Addictions, one of the roots of addictions is lack of connection. And obviously, if you're getting words of death thrown at you, there's a lack of connection. Oh, yeah. And so then whenever you're vowing, like, I'm going to be the best mechanic, I'm going to do this, you go and do that thing. It, it, in some ways, it becomes a god to you or, or an addiction. Why? Because you're trying to fill that lack of connection with mm -hmm. that. And so for sure, it plays in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, too, that words of death always cost intimacy. Oh, yes. And trust. Yes. So even if it's in fun, throwing barbs, even if that's the culture, to throw barbs and to pick in ways that might seem fun and harmless but actually might have a little digging truth, you're going to pay for it through not having intimacy and yeah. not having trust. Yes. Um, in a family, in a church. It always cost. Well, so let's say someone makes a little dig and they, and they look at you and grin like, I'm just kidding whenever you kind of come up for air. Right there, I don't know exactly what the lie might be, but the vow is like, I'm never doing that when that person's around mm -hmm. again. And so even, even in just a joke, like people are vowing to themselves, I'm never going to X, Y, Z because they know what happens and they don't want jokes at their expense and that barb. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it's uh, yeah even even in that i agree with you 100 percent. so another form of words of death is gossip so, and the scripture has lots and lots to say about gossip um but if you do a quick google search gossip gossiping and maybe even you know um throwing barbs is actually a form of connection you know, maybe a toxic form of connection, but it's a form of connection. And gossiping gives off dopamine. And it actually feels really good to gossip. So, like, you're saying connection between maybe not the person you're gossiping about, but the person that you're gossiping with. Yes. About somebody else. You kind of feel this connection. Yes. And then you both are getting these dopamine hits from it. Yeah. Wow. Um, And since I've thought about that, since I learned about that, it can actually be a warning symbol to me. Like when I'm with my friends and we're talking 
if I start feeling it's it's this weird kind of high mm-hmm. you get off of gossiping. Um, if I start feeling that feeling, um, it can be a warning to me like, whoa, check my conversation. Did I say something that would not have needed to be said? Mm-hmm. Did I say something simply to slight and tear down another mm-hmm. person? The goal was to tear down the other person. Wow. Um, so yeah, I think gossiping can fit in this category too. For sure. I never thought about it, you know, being addicted to gossiping, but when if if it is giving that dopamine hit, which I think it is, mm-hmm. your brain remember different parts of your brain remember the path to get that dopamine hit so it's easier the next time. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's I'm just thinking for myself, like, is that why when I'm tempted to gossip, it's like you almost go there without realizing you go there oh, because yeah. because you, you just want that good feel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's true. And yet we're just killing people verbally behind their backs. You know. Yeah. At the expense of intimacy. Wow. That's and really simple. connection that we really want. Like true connection. Yeah. So we've talked about how it affects children. Lies and vows. How they affect children. But what about like an adult? If someone says something mean to an adult. Like what? How should they respond? Or what happens then? Yeah, it is so hard as an adult if somebody says something about you not to just take it and internalize it. Mm-hmm. But that is the beauty of being an adult. We get to choose and we don't have to take everything people say about us. We can analyze it. We can mm-hmm. hold it up to God and ask, is what they're saying true? Mm-hmm. Is this something I need to work on? Is this something about my person? Um. And maybe even sometimes it's helpful to ask friends around you, mm-hmm. your close people, like, hey, this person said this about me. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, and after going through those filters, if it is not true, mm-hmm. taking it to Jesus mm-hmm. and just giving it to him and, and even grieving it, because often things that are said about us in bad ways are so heavy and, and they're so... um. It's something to really grieve. It's mm-hmm. it's really hard. So, you know, taking it to Jesus and, and if you need to cry about it for a while, mm-hmm. like, oh, this person said that I'm um that I'm a gossiper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, or whatever. Um to really have a time of grieving, give it to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it might help after that to practically um throw it away so maybe you need to write what that person said on a piece of paper Mm -hmm. rip it up and throw it away maybe you can just write it i've heard already you know write it on a little stone Mm -hmm. and just throw it as hard as you can Mm -hmm. just throw it away i'm not gonna internalize what that person said Mm -hmm. because it's not true yeah and like when we do that, when we take it to the cross, like I think it's so powerful that sure God died for us, Jesus died for our sins, but He also died for the sins done against mm-hmm. us. Like you know, He bore our griefs and our sorrows. Like He can then heal mm-hmm. that. Like once we name it, once we oh, yes. take it there, get rid of it. Like God can then and, and take it to Him. Like God can heal that. Mm-hmm. And that is just the sweetness of being a Christian. 
of Jesus work on Calvary is we can find healing from those things. Wow. We don't have to carry them with us. Absolutely. That's powerful. Because otherwise we're just coping through life. Oh yeah. So let's talk about words of life. Let's end on a bright spot. Yes. Bright note. Yes. Um let's bring some hope in. Yes. So words <laughs> of death can be devastating. Words of life can be so powerful. Yes. Yeah. Words of life. When I was at Faith Builders back in 2019 uh, for summer term, one thing one of our teachers said as a way to build up students, and I think it's true for all of life really, is when we see them doing something good, like a good quality. So let's say there's a young boy, it's chaos on the playground, and he has just a good way to lead his friends. Well, there's leadership qualities there, right? And so, to when they come in, you know, or a time that makes sense, go up to him and say, "Hey, Johnny, I really liked how you led. You brought chaos. I mean, you brought calmness to the chaos. I really like that. That made me feel like I have good people on the playground and that I can trust you. Mm -hmm. I could see you leading a company someday." Where I could see you leading a mission organization wow. someday. Speaking into existence. Yes, kind absolutely. Of speaking a dream over him. Mm -hmm. And so the framework is, is, I see you doing this. It makes me feel this. And I could see you being this someday. Mm -hmm. And maybe they won't be. But, but there have been studies shown that when you speak something like that into existence, there's a lot more likelihood for that to happen than if you wouldn't. Because they feel competent, like, oh, I could do that. Yes, it builds them up to feel like, oh, I, like you're enabling them. You're yeah. empowering them versus being like, nah, you're not going to, I'm not like mm -hmm. speaking words of death. Mm -hmm. That's so good. So our pastor the other Sunday preached on words of blessing. So in the Old Testament, many times they, you know, said a blessing over their children. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the children even ask for it, like mm -hmm. Jacob and Esau, like, Father, give me a blessing. Um, and he pointed out that in the Jewish religion, at one of their feasts, the father of the family goes around individually to every child, lays his hands on them, and says a blessing over them. Wow. And I just think that is so powerful and so beautiful. And, you know, interestingly enough, to this day, Jewish families are known to have tight-knit family groups. Wow. And how much of that plays in with the father blessing them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we discount the power of our words. And even speaking them out loud like that, I mean, even the unseen world can hear mm -hmm. those words. And so when you're speaking blessing, like... Mm -hmm. I think they really do have more power than what we think. And just imagine if we were going around giving that kind of words to our children, to people around us, mm -hmm. the different society would even be. Oh, yes. You could change the world. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That'd be awesome. Wow. This has been so good. Yeah. And I love ending on a high note, words of blessing. Such an encouragement and such a... um goal to have for yes. this new year yes well thank you for joining us 
We'll see you again next time.